and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, Episode 9. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. Hey, girls and gays. How's everyone out there on this fine, you know, whenever the fuck we record the podcast, which is inconsistent and scary in a lot of ways. I'm recording in a different room this week, and that's that's pretty fucked up. There's some, some echo in here. It's different. Yeah, it's pretty often that... Uh, I was going to say one of us texts the other one, but the answer is always you texting me. Uh, are, are we doing it tonight? Are we, are we, are we doing it the podcast? tomorrow? And somehow, uh, by the good graces of God, we have not missed a week yet. Even it's really impressive considering. Very slapdash. The, yeah, our, I don't know if people know, but we don't like Mark and I don't record the podcast like locally. We record the podcast like a hundred miles away from each other over Discord and tried to like organize that on a weekly basis is it it's impressive that it has not gotten fucked up yet. Yeah, you could say it really uh tests our might. Jesus fucking Christ. What do we Mortal watch uh, this week, Mark? What was the what was the film? <laughs> Uh, we watched Mortal Kombat, which is a movie from uh, 1995, directed by Paul Anderson, not that Paul Anderson. <laughs> this film came um, out the year that I was born. This film is exactly the same age that I am. Uh, this film looks like it was made in like 1984 or something like that. Parts of it, anyway. But we'll we'll kind of get into that. Um, but this hey. this movie is uh, this movie looks like it is a you know a sci-fi fantasy movie that happened before lord of the rings which <laughs> is what it was every movie that came out before lord of the rings looks bad <laughs> yeah so i and yet i feel like i'm starting to get the impression that like this is maybe both of ours favorite movie that we've watched for the podcast so far this is <laughs> easily far and away my favorite uh movie and this movie is is awful it's terrible it's, it's the well, only it's the only one since mario brothers that approaches the realm of uh so bad it's good and also fucking look at this shit yeah it's what well, this is like a b movie ass b movie like oh yeah you know we've been in we've been in the weeds the past few weeks we've been watching a lot of like modern bad films which are not interesting in the same way that old bad films are like watching a movie mm -hmm. from like like pixels from 2015 that's you know really expensive and also feels really lazy and also feels really excruciating in general compared to something like mortal Kombat, which looks like it was made for five dollars it's like watching a mortal Kombat stage play the whole thing looks like it was like filmed on like like the entire movie looks like it's taking place inside the indiana jones ride at disneyland <laughs> it's mm -hmm. all like you know super fake, accurate yeah fake rocks and and big like torches. not even not even disneyland it, it looks like montezuma's revenge <laughs> at knott's berry at, farm in, at knott's berry farm that's a very like, local I reference <laughs> i i can't even give it the credit of being like a disneyland set to be perfectly honest it looks like knott's berry farm shout outs to <laughs> knott's berry farm the 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 boysenberry soda is really good <laughs> the, yeah so this movie actually has like a very strange sort of aesthetic to it because so, so it came out in 95 but it it has a very like 80s look to it but it, mm -hmm. it's also like it has this very particular mishmash of different styles of special effects like there's 
you know, a lot, there's a lot of practical sets in it. You know, there's a lot of big fake rocks and big stupid fake statues. Um, there's a lot of the superimposed uh, 2D graphics. Like every time, uh, you know, Raiden has like, you know, electricity in his eyes or he, you know, somebody shoots a fireball or something. It's not CG. It's like, like the Super Mario Bros. movie or like House, the Japanese horror film that I referenced <laughs> last time we talked about this. It's like the 2D graphics over the live action. And then there is just God awful computer generated graphics in this movie and i mean like n64 level computer generated graphics in this movie like reptile you know he has he has a form where he turns mortal Kombat. it's a you know there's a bunch of ninjas in it and all of them you know they have superpowers they turn into various things such as uh, a lizard or and skull uh and reptile (laughs) turns into something that looks like it's from turok it's really quite it's like it, not 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 something from the Turok universe, something from the video game. From the Turok. video game Turok. There are <laughs> matte paintings in this movie. Like the the visual like style in terms of just like the aesthetic era of the the different effects is all over the place. And it's like really wild to look at. It's the type of movie that could never get made anymore. You know what I no. mean? Like it's the type of movie where the and anything based on this popular of a property would have to have like a huge budget and wouldn't and would just be uh just be like boardroom meeting to hell and would just look like every other fucking action movie this movie is just they they were throwing shit at the wall and trying to make like a weird ass kids movie that they thought would make a lot of money so they kind of just were doing what anything that they could think of and yeah, shows there's so so mark you specifically wanted to talk about the fight between scorpion and johnny cage um, well the fight between scorpion and johnny cage is it's just the perfect example of uh of the just the the way this movie looks every everything that happens in that fight uh, is so is this the same fight where he's where they're fighting on like the rickety like yeah uh the the wooden uh structure yeah the the scaffolding thank you they're they're fighting on wooden scaffolding and then scorpion's like come here and he knocks the scaffolding over so then they're on the ground floor just doing the punching and kicking and lots of punching and kicking this movie so much like we'll get into it but yeah sorry go on (laughs) it's just it's pretty much just like a kung fu movie but then sometimes there's magic powers. Sometimes there's basically all of the fights go. There's like five minutes of punching and kicking. And then someone stands 10 feet away from someone else and moves their arms in a stupid way. And some special effects happen around them. And then something stupid happens in the case of the scorpion fight. Scorpion's face melts into a skull and then scorpion bleeds lava and explodes. Yeah, and his skull gets cut, like, almost surgically uh, in half with, um, what what item does he use to cut the skull? Does he just karate chop the skull in half? I'll believe it. Wrong? I don't remember if he has a knife or anything, but he, lit- he, he dead ass cuts the skull in half, and then that causes him to bleed out lava and explode. And not before... 
uh, it's Johnny Cage fighting him, not before Johnny like runs away in slow motion and jumps, and then the explosion happens. And I was just, I remember thinking that it, I hope there's like a not looking at the explosion shot in this movie, and you know, any any sort of cliche. 90s action movie thing that you want to be in this movie it's there and it's done spectacularly yeah this this film really felt like a like a not just a return to form for the podcast because it was you know we're, we're going back to watching dumb action movies and not dumb action movies that are aggressively misogynistic this movie a little bit misogynistic we'll get into how it's it is a little bit misogynistic but it's not like constantly in your face about how misogynistic it is. And it is just stupid as hell. And the effects are just fucking terrible. And the plot is just so on the nose and obvious and completely fucking <laughs> devoid of any sort of like deeper character drama whatsoever. And it's all the characters just blatantly state their motivations and their emotional reactions <laughs> to things. And it's the it's characters just, are it's, all. It is. It They're is such doofuses, you know. It is so schlocky. It is. It is yes. just dripping in the schlock. So and that's that's what I liked about this movie. I didn't have to like. I really didn't. I I struggled to like watch this movie with a critical eye because it was so like so fun and stupid and ridiculous and over the top. Uh, yeah dripping with schlock that i i couldn't i couldn't find it in my heart to like deeply criticize anything wrong with it because this movie as opposed to movies like fucking hitman and warcraft doesn't take itself so deadly seriously unlike mark i have a cold shriveled black heart and found many things to complain about with this movie but we'll we'll get into some of them uh but just briefly i want to touch on like (laughs) This is probably, out of all of the films we've watched, as far as we know, we don't know anything about fucking Warcraft, so I guess we're not sure. But, like, in terms of being an accurate representation of the thing that it's based on, this is a big, dumb movie where dudes not wearing shirts punch each other a lot. Most, like, you watch the first 40 minutes of it, and that's the setup, and then the last hour is just fighting nonstop characters, fight each other you know the setup is the same as fucking actual mortal Kombat. shang sung mm-hmm. he's gonna take over the world if he wins the tournament and all of these fighters from around the world get invited to the tournament and then they fight each other i was like surprised at how much how much fighting there was because obviously mortal Kombat is a fighting game like it's a one-on-one fighting game with like fucking health bars like you beat the other guy and I was thinking, man, I don't know how they're going to make an interesting movie out of that. Turns out you just put a bunch of fights in it, like a bunch of one on one fights where you can basically see the health bar on the screen. Yeah, pretty much. They even show some of the fights like from the side sometimes. So it I noticed like that they, they did. They did like the real fight cam at certain points. Yeah. They'd be, and and um, at almost every during almost every uh, legal tournament fight. Uh, sh- sh- I'm sorry. Who's the villain's Sh-Shang name? Shang Sun. Shang Sun is there, saying like, the announcer lines, do- doing the announcer, saying lines, fatality like, and flawless victory and shit. And the music is in it. It opens yes. with the music. The movie opens, and it's a black screen. And then you hear a man <laughs> scream "Mortal Kombat," and the logo comes up, and it starts playing the stupid techno music. It they. 
they lean into it harder than any other movie that we've watched. It is really just like, no, we're going to make the dub video game movie there. I said on the podcast last week, uh, what's the over under that they play the song in this movie. And the movie opens, no credits, no nothing. You click play and you hear, trust your might. Da, 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 da. And I was, oh, they, they, and it they, plays they shot like their shot. Six times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During almost every single major fight, it either uh, crescendos into the Mortal Kombat theme or just plays it from the very beginning. Yeah, and, and so they have all of these things that make it like so similar to the game, except for the thing that makes Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat, which is that it's full of big, stupid slapstick violence. You know, like, Mortal Kombat was famous not just because it was a fighting game with ninjas with superpowers and shit. Mortal Kombat was famous because you could rip a dude's heart out of his chest with his bare hands. And Yeah, wasn't, wasn't, the, um, wasn't there, like, congressional outrage over the violence and the blood yeah, and the like, gore in this game? Mortal Kombat is, like a cultural touchstone for violent video games. Mortal Kombat is thought, like yeah. one of the the original examples, you know, because the original Mortal Kombat, for, for those of you who aren't, you know, fucking losers like me who know this kind of thing, you know, the original Mortal Kombat, like, it's it's digitized actors. You know, they, they mm-hmm. you know, filmed actual people doing stupid, you know, karate kicks, and then they, you know, transferred that and made, you know, sprites out of them and made a game out of it. And... Then it was this, you know, ridiculous over the top, you know, fucking gore fest where you punch a dude and like four kidneys fly off of his head. And mm-hmm. this movie you has pull, absolutely pull, pull none spines of that. out of people's bodies and just like strangle them with it. Yeah, there's one dude's head gets punched off after he is frozen by Sub-Zero. Yeah. But uh, that is the only thing that could possibly be classified as gore in this whole movie. Uh, Shang Tsung like, uh, falls on a big spike at the end. Yeah, but there, there's no blood. Yeah, this, it's This weird. movie was like, it was like very PG-13. It's super PG-13. And like... There's not even any cursing. Uh, d- that's he not says true. The word, he's, well, he says the word asshole. He says asshole. Like they once. say bullshit in it. There's there's cursing in it. I would I would disagree with that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. But, but there wasn't... There was no fuck words and there were it, no it is words. It is not edgy, for sure. And, and like... It, no, no. It's very... It's very obvious why this was made the way it was. Mm-hmm. Because if this movie was rated R parents wouldn't take their fucking kids to go see it and this is a big dumb stupid movie for you know kids and childlike individuals such as ourselves to look at and see the big flashy lights and clap when the man gets punched in the head you know and if yeah it was it was very clear that this was made as a kids movie and succeeds as you know a kids movie obviously it's like a parental advisory but but like all the edgy kids definitely went and saw this and thought it was super edgy. Yeah, but it, it is not like the, like, you know, and personally, I don't really like watching ridiculous, you know, gore fests like that, but like, oh, it, me it's, neither. it's weird totally agree. how uh, meticulous they were in kind of like making something that really does kind of faithfully represent the stupidity of Mortal Kombat, you know, on the silver screen. Uh, but, you know, the... There's moments where, like, there are quote-unquote fatalities because Shang Tsung says fatality. But, like, it's disappointing. There's never really anything that, like, 
you don't get to see the ridiculous setups that you get to see in the game. Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, I was just gonna mention the, the the Goro like beating the shit out of that dude, like punching him in the face with all four hands over and over again, and then when when the finish him happens, he like conks him on the head one more time, and that was the finisher. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed not to see at least a little bit of over-the-top gore, but yeah. again, I completely understand why. Speaking of things that are disappointing. Uh, the characters? Johnny Cage. <laughs> um, he, so, so for those Is he supposed you, to be like a... Is he a cool guy in the game? <laughs> jo- okay, so Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat is sort of this, like, douchebag actor. He wears sunglasses, and, and, and he's, you know, this sort of, like supposed to be kind of this you know charismatic prick you know in a lot of mm-hmm. ways you know he's like, he's like a charlie sheen kind of yeah you know he's kind of a doucher in this movie um you know he's still an actor um and he's still a dick definitely but he's he's awful um and he's awful because he just completely lacks charisma he is like he he's like if you if you got like a group committee of people together to try to create the most generic looking white man they could and put him into <laughs> a button up shirt and put on some sunglasses on him and then made him say a bunch of cheesy action movie one liners, that's basically Johnny Cage. Like he just he totally lacks any sort of like charm. He he doesn't deliver any of the one liners with any sort of like suaveness. He's just kind no. of like flat and boring he's not he's a complete fucking doofus and i actually don't understand like why uh they made him such a doofus because they really go out of their way for him to like they they make it so that every one of his one-liners falls flat and every time he attempts to flirt uh with sonya she just goes like fuck off and he just is left being like oh oh, okay yeah like he's like so weird he's not believable as a dude who is a dick but charismatic so people like him you know like he's not when i say he don't he doesn't have charisma it's like he he's not charming enough to make up for the fact of like how much of a dick he is you know yeah it's 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 kind of like how so like compare the compare him to uh nash in street fighter Fighter, the legend of of chun lee yeah (laughs) who is you know a smarmy like asshole uh type of dude but like he's he's chewing the scenery he's chewing the scenery and he's like like hot in the context of the movie like he's like like a sexy like like Han Solo type. And so when he like sexually assaults a woman, it's justified in the movie by him being like very suave. And like this, this character, there's no, not even in the movie. Could that like be internally justifiable? He's not hamming it up enough. No, you know, you compare. Okay. So like Kano in this movie, he's like, you know, this fucking like Australian, like mafia (laughs) boss. And he is just like, chewing the ever-loving shit yep. out of the scenery the entire movie. And he is, like, way more charming than Johnny Gage, who is supposed to be this, you know, charismatic actor character, um, who is supposed to have this alleged romance with Sonya um, that just completely falls flat because they have no chemistry with no, each other the, whatsoever. The, the actors, like, I, I, I assume they're trying to do their best. 
with the material that was given, but it's just, it, it's, it's so thin that there's just nothing there. And yeah, I guess there was supposed to be a romance and they are kind of like holding hands. Yeah. In the final well, he scene. looks like a libertarian and she looks like a turf. So, you know, it makes sense that they would get along. She, you know, she does look like it. Well, she's, she's a cop, right? She's, I think she's a cop. They're not really clear on what exactly it is that she does. No, each of them gets like an origin scene. And I do want to mention the origin scenes. I was, I forgot to mention this in the notes, but I like how like short and effective and like very blunt the, uh, the intro scenes are for each character. Yeah. This movie doesn't waste your fucking time. It doesn't. I know exactly what the motivation is for the three main characters within the first seven minutes of the movie. Um, Sonya is either like a cop or some sort of something, some sort of authority. Someone, someone who is allowed to go to a nightclub and hit and like pistol whip people and not have anyone say anything about it. And shotgun blast people. Yeah. Like she straight up mercs a dude with a shotgun from way too far of a distance that a shotgun would be effective from. Um, yeah, so Sonya also kind of disappointing and maybe, you know, I mentioned earlier this movie, you know, we've been dealing with a lot of movies that are like deeply misogynistic, uh, movies that are just like mm-hmm. pervasive in their misogyny, yeah, like, like it, rotten to the core. Yeah, movies. this movie, it's, it's, you know, it it's, it's your standard Hollywood action movie trope misogyny. Um, Sonya is one of two female characters that is in the movie and does anything at all. Um, she doesn't really get to do anything cool after the first five minutes of the movie. Um, and then it, she, at the end, she gets kidnapped and they give her Pamela Anderson hair. And then also just like everybody in the movie calls her baby and sweetheart. And she's just kind of like belittled by everybody. It's, you know, it's your standard Hollywood action movie garbage that's in, you know, 95% of movies. It's not the aggressive, distasteful, objectionable garbage that we've been putting up with for the past few weeks it's bad but it's for sure you know, it doesn't it's it doesn't pervade yeah. every aspect of the film the way something like pixels did yeah and the 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 one disappointing thing about sonia is that i think i was getting my hopes up a little bit after the first couple of scenes mm-hmm. uh that she would have like a little bit more autonomy than um, other female characters from video game movies because video game movies are so like piss poor at providing good female characters but then in the end of course she does get kidnapped and put into a sexy dress like like any other female character in a game movie so yeah you know know, like it it sucks because they show her in in the first couple scene you you know even though she's a cop and she's doing cop stuff so so we don't like her because fuck cops you know (laughs) she has autonomy and she's like you know getting to participate in action scenes and have agency and then and she gets to clap back against the first couple of sexist comments that she gets. And that was, that was good fun for a second. Yeah. But, and then, yeah. yeah, it, it, it doesn't really uh, amount to much in the end. And, and the male characters clearly don't like learn from no. the clapbacks and they just keep doing it to her. And then she just stops responding eventually. And it's like, okay, I guess she just accepted. Yeah. She's just accepted that everybody's going to be belittling her. Um, and it, and it's, she also like, it's, it's a boring performance. Um, mm-hmm. she barely reacts to things. <laughs> She's barely present on screen a lot of the time, but yeah. Yeah. All the acting is awkward and terrible. Yeah. But, uh, most, most of it is, uh, uh, you know, with the exception of the three main characters, uh, most of the acting is 
terrible in a in a fun way. I think the three main characters are terrible in a fun way too. I mean, you've so so you've written down Liu Kang here, and it's so hard for me to generate an emotion about Liu Kang because he's just sort of a kung fu man. Well, he is just a kung fu man, but like he he is clear he is a clear protagonist, which is nice. Is which he? is different. <laughs> uh well he's the one who gets to Yeah, he he's the one gets, that gets, gets to fight to the bad the guy thing. at the end, and he's the one that has a dead brother. So he's the closest he's, thing that yes. the movie has to a protagonist. <laughs> he has he has A, dead brother, B fights the main bad guy at the end, and C uh quite literally fulfills his destiny and by that i mean he says i have to fulfill my destiny yeah any character that says i have to fulfill my destiny is the protagonist <laughs> those are just the rules i don't make the rules it's just the, that's the rules <sighs> okay so so raiden we need to talk what about accent raiden. what accent was that what was he trying to do what was raiden so raiden you know, again, if you haven't played any Mortal Kombat, Raiden, he's the god of lightning. They don't ever really explain that in this movie. Raiden is just kind of there, and he's, you know, you get this this impression that the movie wants you to think that Raiden is really, really cool, you know, because he, he appears <laughs> in scenes in mysterious ways. He gives cryptic they advice. They do, don't they? He, he's supposed to be this sort of, like, weird, mystical mentor figure in the film, but he just comes <laughs> off like a weird creep. Um, yeah, he's a creepy lightning uncle. Yeah, Christopher Lambert or Lambert or however the fuck you say his name, he's doing this like kind of Christian Bale Batman voice where it's like he's doing a gravelly voice, but it's very obvious that he's putting on the gravelly voice. It's not him just doing a natural gravelly voice. It, it's so unnatural sounding. I thought it was a vocal effect at first. It it's the scenes that have Raiden in it are the ones that feel the most strongly like you're watching a fan movie. This whole movie kind of feels like a fan movie. You just kind of have this, like, general, like, low-budget kind of feeling to it, bad acting kind of just, you know, trashy slock kind of aspect. But, like, Raiden, it's, it's unbelievable that you're watching this performance unfold in front of you and you're supposed <laughs> to believe that this was a person who was paid, you know, probably more money than I'll ever see in my life to just deliver this absolutely excruciating performance. Yeah, and wear this exact same white robe and white wig uh, the entire time. And he, at, at multiple times in this movie, he just shows up in the scene and goes, oh, no, you don't. And then, like, sets everything yeah. around him on fire lots with of lightning. lots of inappropriate touching lots of standing too close behind people and saying things into their ears he doesn't come off like gandalf you know he comes off like the weird guy at the diner that tries to talk to you and you just want to drink your fucking coffee yeah he's like your weird flat earther uncle <laughs> yeah. but with lightning powers and uh is a god um i yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, um, and then and then the end of the film is a fucking cliffhanger, like a very jarring one. Like if if I I I I would say I could tell they were wrapping it up because they started playing the music, but that is not a good indicator of whether they're wrapping it up or not because they play the music during every action <laughs> scene. Uh, but yeah, they they wrap it up with uh, the with the, the the king of the underworld satan i don't forgot what his name was the, they just call him the emperor i don't know yeah he's he's like the dark emperor and he shows up 
uh, and in in all two dimensional glory, and says that he's come to take back the realm of Earth. And they say, "Oh no, you don't!" And they all put up their put up the yeah, dukes they strike a pose, and, and, and the movie ends. And, and scene. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so next week we're going the to be first watching. Time ever, we're going to do a, two, a two-peat. We're going to be doing Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Finish the fight, Mark. I am told that this movie is really, really terrible, and this is the good, and the one we just watched is the good Mortal Kombat. I've, so I've heard that they replace Raiden, and the movie uh, picks up right where the other one leaves off, but Raiden is, is that, played by a different actor. No way. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm, I'm way more excited now for that. Holy fuck. <laughs> Where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema. Uh, listen to us on your preferred podcast platform. <laughs> I listen on Spotify, but we're also available on iTunes. Uh, fucking rate us. I always say fucking rate us because that's what that's, that's how we wrote it in the notes. Time, and I've just never changed it. So yeah, yeah um, fucking rate us. And uh, for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs>